Hey guys, welcome back to the Catch Up Time podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa McDonald, and if you're new here, welcome, welcome. If you listened before, I'm so glad you found your way back here today. My hope is that you find this conversation uplifting and that it puts a pep in your step as you go about your day. On this show, we'll shine the spotlight on real people just like you and me. You'll get to listen in on real conversations amongst friends as we explore an array of topics and take the discussion in any direction we choose. Along the way, we'll uncover truths and life lessons that we can all relate to and apply in our own lives. Knowing that we're not alone is incredibly powerful, and hearing how others have pivoted and adapted is inspirational. Join me each week as we discover new possibilities to grow, to be better, to be more productive, and to live happier, more fulfilling lives. Check out my Instagram and follow me at ketchup underscore time, like the condiment and the herb. (laughs) And be sure to hit subscribe to the Ketchup Time podcast, where you'll find some brightness and positivity to light up your day. All right, let's get started. Board a plane and you might meet our next guest, Shaterika Alexander. Her and I used to work together at the Marriott before she became a flight attendant working for Delta Airlines a few years ago. Being a flight attendant is about as exciting as you'd imagine. She describes hopping from country to country as if it were as easy as getting on and off of a city bus. Most of us can never imagine flying as a career, which is why I was so intrigued to talk to her about her job and how air travel has been affected this year. If you've listened before, you should know by now that I am a self-proclaimed worrywart. Let me tell you that after speaking with her and after asking my million and one questions, my mind has been put to ease about flying again in the not so distant future. She shares some real life tips on traveling with children and gives us a peek at what adjustments they've made to their operation. She also shares what to expect if you were to fly again one day soon. The other thing I want to highlight is Shaterika's relationship with Delta Airlines, which started way back in her childhood. Her dad was in the military and her family flew all over the world, always flying with Delta. As she remembers it, they took such wonderful care of her and her family each and every time they flew on their airplanes. So it is worth pointing out how a company made her feel, even at that young of an age, for when she was deciding on what airline to work for as an adult, the only choice in her mind was Delta. I can't help but admire the way they stood out in her mind as not only a company who took care of its customers, but also their employees. So let that sink in, all of you entrepreneurs out there. If you take care of your employees, they will take care of your customers who will one day potentially become your employee. (laughs) And the cycle continues. You can find Chaterica flying on Delta Airlines and posting about her fabulous adventures on Instagram at underscore travel with Shay, which is S-H-A-E. Who knows? You may run into her the next time you fly on Delta. So with that, please enjoy this super fun conversation with my friend Chaterica Alexander. Shaterika, welcome to the Catch Up Time podcast. I am very excited to have you um, as a guest for the show today um, and hear all about your year and how life has been for you since um, you know COVID and even before. Um, we used to work together at the Marriott uh, down here in Orlando. You left there back in the in 2019, um, like the very beginning, and you you became a flight attendant. Oh. I did. I became a flight attendant. It was really, it was um, it was a very hard year at Marriott. Um, the year the the year before that I was leaving, I, I didn't necessarily want to be an event manager, especially all the process that they had to go through. Yeah. I was like, this is not the life for me. So if it wasn't for my best friend at the time, um, she encouraged me to be a flight attendant because she was like, 
It's totally in my field. I know how to travel. I can make make friends anywhere I go. Mm -hmm. So she was just like, just go for it. So I was like, if I did go for it, the only airline that I want to work for is Delta Airlines. And so after, I guess you want to say, it really took some months of her pushing me. Um, I finally decided to go ahead and apply only for Delta. And the rest is history. <laughs> Why only Delta? Why do you only want to work for Delta? Um, when I grew when I grew up, a military brat, of course. I don't know if we talked about this, but I was a military brat. No. And um, Delta flight attendants took very good care of my family. Um, anytime we travel over to overseas to Japan, um, we will fly Delta Airlines, and they legit took care of my mom and me. Uh, they gave me extra blankets that I wanted. They continued gave me if I wanted snacks. They had no hesitation giving me snacks, um, headphones. And um, anything like if they see my mom need to help, they will come help my mom as well as us to get settled. And then when we leave, they will always give me a pair of wings. I have like, I will always have stacks of wings and it will be from Delta Airlines, you wow. know, saying thank you for flying with us. Yep. So I was just like, well, if I do want to work for um, a company that I know that take care of their people and they value relationship with people like I do, I was like, why not work for a company that shows that, that showcase that. And they make everyone feel like VIP, no matter what. It doesn't matter what um, section you flew. On the plane, they always treated you like VIP. If you were first class, you first class, if you're in your main cabin, they treated you like VIP in main cabin. So I was like, why not? That's you know, they look at people, at people, not with their price. That's really interesting. I didn't know you were an army brat. So you grew up like traveling like this all over, always. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Pensacola, Florida. I'm actually a Navy brat. A Navy, <laughs> Navy brat. So my dad was in the military for the Navy. But um, I was born in Pensacola. Um, and then I was raised in Yokosuka, Japan for eight years before I came back to Pensacola. So I spent it four more years. And then I moved back to Japan, which is I was in Fukuoka. Uh, for Originally, it was supposed to be three years. But we left after two because my daddy wanted to retire. So... So I was there for a total of almost 10 years living is, in Japan. That is significant. Mm -hmm. That's a ton of time. Do you speak Japanese? Yes. No. No? No. <laughs> I'll be like, very, I'll be like, you speak Japanese? I'm like, Skoshi. And it's like, oh, say something else. And I'm like, konnichiwa genki <laughs> And what does that mean? It was like, hello, how are you today? Mm, that's about the the majority of my Spanish is just about that. It's literally like uh, yep, real simple, <laughs> real easy, just to get me by. That's just it. to get you by. Do you do you yeah. take like international flights with with Delta now? Well, I guess yes. Now. Do you? I do. Are they yeah. still flying I, internationally? They uh, during this pandemic we have we went to Korea and we would still went to Paris and um, Amsterdam. Um, all the Frankfurt or anything in Germany was uh, suspended for a while. Okay. Um, anything in like Rome, Milan, <clears throat> um, any like Italian countries were suspended for a little while. And uh, we had maybe one or two flights to go to Africa. Um, but now we have gotten our, most of our flights back after the pandemic. Um, a lot of the countries are allowing people to come, go back and um what is it they're allowing to go back but you have to take a COVID test and it has to be negative it's not negative you cannot enter the country yeah 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 so are they i mean so. when you when you're flying internationally um 
are you staying like um you have to stay it's not like a back and forth thing that's such a long flight no 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 if you if you fight say we fight a, uh, one of our longest flights is going to johannesburg which is a 15-hour flight mm-hmm. once you get there you stay there at least at least 24 hours but then that's hard on the body so they kind of push it back to 48 hours or 43 hours and then you fly back wow that is a really mm-hmm. quick turnaround time and do you just feel mm-hmm. like you want to sleep that entire day like when you get to the hotel well the thing is since i've been flying i am living in detroit now so when i go to the west coast it's a three-hour time difference so that actually set me up to be able to like figure out how to um when to go to sleep if i decide to go international like when i went to korea um it was a completely like one day change but when i got there instead of going to sleep immediately i just stayed up as long as i could until like six seven in the morning then i went to sleep and i really just need seven hours of sleep and then when i woke up i was able to start my day go around do what i need to do and i did it again where i slept i stayed up as long as i could but i had to be mindful i had to get myself seven hours of sleep because when i wake up it was time for me to go back to work well, that's just it. How do you keep up with these time changes? That's insane. Girl, that's why you have a handy dandy watch. That watch <laughs> never leaves my hand to the point. I don't know if you can see it, but I actually have an actual um, tan line. Yeah, seriously. Wearing my watch. Oh, it's, yeah. My watch is my best friend. It's literally like on me 24 7. You have an I Apple keep watch? it charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so anytime when we land and like I connect to the Wi Fi or any, to any service, it automatically just gives the time where we're located. I tell you what, that is crazy. I thought it was really funny when we were scheduling this. I was like, what time zone are you in? Because I, I assumed, I didn't. Yeah. I actually wasn't sure where you were living. So you live in Detroit yeah. now, but that's East yeah. Coast time. So it's it's like, it's the same time zone I'm on. It was being, exactly. <laughs> it was being ridiculous. No, 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 you're good. Like I'll commute because like one thing about flight attendants, like one thing I love about this job, you can live anywhere you want to live. As long as you report to your base and start your trip on time, they don't care where you stay. Yeah. Because you have been you have the benefits to fly anywhere you want to go. I have a roommate. She's not here right now, but um, she lives in Amsterdam. She lives in Amsterdam, but she is her base but in she, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Really? So she just has yeah. to make it to Detroit in order to make her flights, even though she yep. lives all the way in Amsterdam. Yep. She will commute in from the day before her trip starts, and then she'll get settled. Then when it, her trip starts, she'll either Uber or have our car here and then drive it to the airport and then she'll start her trip. And her trips can last between um, one to six days, but she always picks three day trips because we don't know if we're going to like the crew. And three day trips are really good to make money. Um, but some people will do like a five day trip, which I don't know because like people who do five day trips are like hardcore commuters. And they try to do two trips a month and then the other two weeks are off at home. So, but it, it just depends because once sometimes you can get a bad crew and I don't want to be stuck with them for five days. So that's just it. Like you basically, when you show up, are you, is it all scheduled online? I imagine you just sign up for when you, you yeah, make your own schedule, basically. Kind of. Yes, we can make our own schedule. I don't, I don't want to say make it up. We kind of pick up our schedule. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Delta will send us the schedule of what they had available and what we did. And then um, we want to move some things around. We can. What will end up happening is that if there are some things we need to move around to make make uh, <clears throat> make our days free or try to like combine our trips to be back to back, 
we will swap with each other. We will ask each other. We will hit each other up and see like, hey, is there a new way we can swap these days? Do you want my trip? Do you want to pick this trip up? And to be honest with you, it always worked out for flight attendants. Is that right? And always do. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, people are kind of stingy. They're like, no, I don't want to do anything. And then after a while, like, <laughs> so after a while, then um, people will like soften up and be like, okay, I'll be able to swap with you if you um, if you can take this off my schedule. And then people are like, all right, cool. We'll swap it and everyone will be happy because they end up getting the days they need off mm-hmm. or they end up getting the trip they need to continue to keep flying until it's time for them to go home. That's wild. So it typically like you've been doing three day trips. Three day trips. Three day mm-hmm. trips. And what does that mean? Like you leave, you're basically on call for three days. They put you up in a hotel when you get to your destination. And then No, so I have a say so like this past trip I did was I went to Dallas and Tampa. So the first day I had to be up at five in the morning. My report time was at five, but the flight does not leave till six because they report us they have us to come an hour before the flight leaves. Mm-hmm. So I went to work at five. We signed in at five. We did our briefing. We go to our, um, <clears throat> end up going to our flight. We get on. And then, of course, you know, 35 minutes boarded. So we board everyone. And after we board, we go to the destination, which was Atlanta. After we dropped the people off, we end up picking more people up in Atlanta and then headed to Dallas. Dallas was where we ended up laying over because we were done for the day. We lay over in Dallas, they put us in a hotel, we do what we need to do. Then the next morning we come back to the airport and start another trip, start another trip. So you can have up to one or four legs a day to, to work. That's what they're days. called as legs each time you leave? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so instead of like, you know how uh, customers will call it flights, we call it legs. Yeah. So like the next day on day two, we had um, two long legs. The first leg was from Dallas to LA. And then after LA, we went all the way down to Tampa. Oh, that's <laughs> a long trip, yeah. From LA to Tampa was actually four hours. It was four hours. So And then from Dallas to and then Dallas to LA was three hours. So it was basically in there for seven hours. That's a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you come back to Dallas because that was where you laid over? No, no. And then we laid over in Tampa. Oh, and then you, so you're traveling, you don't ever leave your stuff in a hotel room. Like you pack up your stuff every single night because you never know when you're in a, if you're going to come back to that. Well, I know I'm not coming back because they never tell, they tell us like once we laid over in Tampa, you're, once you're in Tampa, we're done. And then we lay over there. So we have a hotel there. And then after that, we have, um, we, after that, we had three legs the next day. So it was Tampa to Atlanta, Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale back to Detroit. And then we were done. Holy moly. How do you keep trying? How are you remembering this? I mean, um, <laughs> I drink a lot of water. But when I wasn't drinking water and I was drinking a lot of juices and sodas, because, you know, before the pandemic, all we you have all access to all kinds of drinks. And I was drinking sodas like the yin yang. It was kind of hard for me to remember. But when I started drinking more water, I've noticed and taking my vitamins, my memory starts kicking a lot better. You're kidding. Way You're better. real. Mm hmm. That is something. How much water do you drink in a day? Do you try and like hit a certain amount? Yeah, almost. This is what I travel with. I travel with <laughs> this a day, everywhere though. Oh, this is brilliant. 73 ounces. Damn. Mm-hmm. And how often? 73 do you ounces. Fill and it? I try to drink at least two of these. Two, okay. Um, Twice, twice a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So twice a day. And then um, 
I try to drink that much and I do take my vitamins because it helps, especially like your vitamin C. Because you, you get in contact with so many people. You don't know who comes on there. People say, well, they don't come on sick. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, they do. They yeah. come on sick. Even so now, my hands are you're off. seeing that? Even now? Yeah, well, now, no. A lot of people are mindful now. Um, and if they are sick, like they have like a thousand masks and like they cover their whole face. <laughs> the things you, you must see. Them, they're just like extra careful with gloves on. <laughs> they got their sandy wise. So like I'm just sitting there looking at like them like you should have stayed at home. And you uh, see them coughing and they're like looking around, freaking out. So what they do is take a pill to go to sleep and they'll just sleep throughout the whole flight. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, so I guess it's better them asleep than coughing, hacking all over everyone. But they probably should just stay at home anyway. Like. Seems well, I think silly. that's common sense to, you yeah. know, if you're sick and you don't want to travel, it's like stay at home or do the precautions to make sure that no one else around you is sick. And if you don't want to get in contact with flight attendants, just don't take nothing from them. Bring your own snack, eat your own food, and just, you know, be mindful of like staying in your own lane, like stay in your corner. Like, I don't, like, I, I shouldn't, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell people you should not travel when you're sick. But if you know that you're like contagiously sick, sit, stay at home, cancel that flight. You know, tell them to, you know, reschedule. But if you're like, you know, coming off a cold, you know, just do the thing that you have to do to take care of yourself. Cause cough, like recovering from a cold is coughing. So you take a haul so you don't do as much coughing to keep your throat as, uh, you know, I don't want to say moisturized, but no, coated yeah, yeah. where it doesn't have affect you from coughing so much. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that with COVID and everything, it's just helped everybody at least put it more to the forefront. Like if you're not feeling well to stay home, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, isn't that yeah. kind of, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of seems kind of crazy that that wasn't the case before COVID. Um, but yeah. I mean, there are some good that there are good good things that have come out of COVID, and I guess that's one. Yeah. Of them, so. Yeah, and then I think it's like, um, I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know. I want to jump into this because I know you have questions to ask me, and I don't want to jump into what I want to tell you. But. No, no, no. Tell me. We have no like avenue. It can go in any direction. Okay. Yeah. So, it, so it's like before COVID, you just see people get on, and like I one thing I hate about <laughs> one thing I hate that I would see people do is go to the bathroom. And then like this is over, they just hop out the bath start washing their hands. I was like at least tempting to wash my hands, you know? Like they just go in and they just literally like will hear the flush and as soon as the flush is over, the door's opening. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Are you seeing at least now people are more mindful no. of washing their hands? No. Well, don't no. tell me this for real. You no, really I'm so serious. I'm much, as much yeah. as I want to sit here and be like, yeah. Well, because then that's the thing. You're like sitting outside of the restroom, I imagine, or at least like, you know, the, that's where like usually like the drink station is or whatever that you're preparing. You hear what's yeah. going on. Like you can't not, right? And it's like, you're still not hearing people mm -hmm. wash their hands. No, it's just, it, we're, so the galley is at the back of the plane where the toilets are. Mm -hmm. So we're mm -hmm. like, we normally have a curtain, but sometimes we keep the curtain open just in case that we know if the flight might be needy. We like, we know what certain flights are going to be needy and not needy. Um, like say if we're from Detroit down to Florida, they're gonna be needy people. Detroit down to San Diego or LA, needy people. Why so, do you say that? What is that? What is like what um, is needy about them? Continue, How do you know? Uh, they continuously keep calling like, oh, can I get water? Or can I get another snack? Or can I get this? Or can I get that? They just continue to keep asking, asking, asking for things. Oh. Can I get a pair of headphones? Like we just went through earlier and we were trying to sell headphones and you said no. Now you want a pair of headphones? Right, like, right, right. So it's just like, they just, 
wants to be constantly checked up on. But it's just not one person. It's like mostly majority of the flight. That's what we call new people. Isn't that interesting <laughs> though? You can make those like generalizations probably just because you've seen it over and over and over from the same destination mm -hmm. or from the, yeah, right? Like it's the same like place. Yes, the same it. destination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like if we go to if we anybody work at Vegas like oh it's not gonna be needy it's just you're gonna have a lot of drunks because people want to go they get excited they're on the flight they're either drunk tipsy when they get on the plane or they want to get drunk on the plane so when they land they can just go in and I'm just like Lord have mercy and I remember <laughs> working an afternoon flight which was the worst time I like working either early in the morning or late at night because you go to bed mm -hmm. or in the morning you're too tired to drink. But I did an afternoon flight to Vegas. And when I say this pre, before COVID, they literally drank us out of all of our liquor. Every all single bottle? Every single bottle, we had nothing left. And that's mm -hmm. in first class, comfort plus, and main cabin. We were completely done. People were like, can I get another drink? We're out, sorry. Don't. <laughs> Do you want coffee? <laughs> you want a Coke? <laughs> all right, Coke. <laughs> like, I don't have, I don't have anything. And another drink that everyone hmm. will run you dry is Diet Coke. Is that right? A lot of people drink yeah. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. I thought they were lying. It was like, oh, because we were in training. They was like, oh, just to let you know your passengers will be asking you for a lot of Diet Coke. And I'm like, yo, Diet Coke is gross. Like, yeah. That's all. That that's the truth. Isn't that anything do domestically? You see everybody be like, um, can I get this? Can I like three cookies and a Diet Coke? And you're looking at them like. You probably shouldn't have the cookies if exactly what you have a diet coke. Yeah. Come on, so it's like, but we will run out of diet coke first, and then after that, it'd be coke zero, and then coke zero, coke zero. I don't like coke zero, and flight attendants hate it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever really enjoyed it. Like, my mom still drinks it, my dad's side of the family, like my aunt and my grandma, are big diet coke drinkers. Like they travel mm -hmm. with it. Like if they come over to our house, like yeah, like they travel with a cooler full of it just to have. No, seriously. Like I mean, I I really honestly was like I I didn't really think that diet coke or coke would be popular, but it is. And then when you travel internationally, especially like going to Japan, like it's crazy how we how we categorize our customers. But um, like you travel mm -hmm. to any Asian countries, all your juices are pretty much used up. They don't drink soda. If they do drink soda. It's ginger ale. Uh, ginger ale it's still diet coke but mostly it's apple juice and orange juice that's what they they drink really tea mm -hmm. i would think like a lot when oh I was yeah the forgot it oh drink. for sure green tea too. yeah green tea they would when we would oh, hot, water. We had hot water that was it yes hot water yep. and lemon i don't know if you guys mm -hmm. have fresh lemon or not but like we on, do. And th that's the thing like you have like craft services that brings like catering in do you guys serve food we do. Right um, now well as of right now i mean delta is still trying to find a good vendor that they can like um use to have it more we're contact list mm -hmm. um we're starting off on the 16th of march we are going to do contact list selling headphones for $2 and then like using everyone's going to use their card to tap our phones instead of taking the credit card and signing with our hands. So uh, we're going to try that. But towards the end of the month, we are hoping that we start going ahead and serving drinks again, at least drinks. Right. So right now you have not been serving any drinks at all. No, only thing is water. We give a baggie which has water, cookies, crackers, and then a napkin and a hand sanitizer. And we pass those bags out to everybody on the plane. Interesting. And do you guys have to stuff them? Are you the goodie mm -hmm. bag stuffers? No, we're not. We have a special team <laughs> that do, do all that. They um, 
They're they're at our bases, and that's what they do. They just sit there and bag all of these goodies that uh, that we pass out on flights. So it's a special team, which is actually a special team of flight attendants who decided to take leave, but they're at, they're at their base and like to help with the company instead of like hiring an house, a catering team. We have our employees who are on the line who are flight attendants that don't mind doing that oh, for awesome. our company. That's awesome. As mm-hmm. opposed to like outsourcing it to a third party company or something like that. Keep it all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. So are you finding with people traveling these days? I mean, for myself, I'll tell you, I'm, but I'm a worry wart in general. Like you should take it with a grain of salt, but I have been very um, <laughs> cautious about flying. And I don't know why I had a friend tell me, you remember Melissa Pabian and we used to work with her she was on the show like two yes. or three weeks ago. Yes. So her and I were chatting, she was coming okay. down to Florida and she was saying that she was trying to outweigh like the benefits versus the risks of flying versus driving. And in her mind, she thought okay. that driving was more risky because you'd be stopping along the way at all these like little towns that may or may not be adhering to like COVID, you know, cleanliness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus in an airplane, she felt she had a lot more control over that situation being in her, you know, little in just her seat and being able to wipe things down, like you said, with the hands or with the with the sanitizer wipe. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? I mean, how how is your like do you see your customers um or your family even like you flying? Do they do they feel differently about it now? No. My mom is, I mean <laughs> My mother is funny. So she knows that my job is to be a flight attendant. So when I come home, she'll just tell me to like, in the beginning when it first started to take off my clothes and then wash it and then go take a shower. But as like time went on, it was just like, like she she just kind of got relaxed. She just said, you know, just just when you come in, you know what you need to do. I'm like, all right, cool. So, and then, but the, but she's seen online what I, I posted. Delta is like one of the most cleanliness planes that you can fly with. We lit, how can I say it? We use filters. Like, I think they have it every other day. We change our filters. And the then air I, filters. Yeah, uh-huh. Change our air filters every other day. Not only that, um, we have a, our clean our cleaning team, when they come in, they wipe every tray table down, they wipe the seats down, and then they spray sanitizer after they clean up. And after this, they spray the sanitizer, you know, we still, once again, another precaution to make our customers feel safe. When they come on, we pass them a sandy wipe. So when we're like, here's a sandy wipe to wipe your seat down if you want to, you know, feel comfortable. And they do, they wipe their, they wipe their um, TVs down, tray tables, their seat, and then they sit down. And then we come down the aisle and pick up all the sandy wipes. And once we pick up all the sandy wipes, you know, people, you can see people are more relaxed or comfortable. And on top of that, Delta is not, um, they have not uh, start filling middle seats yet until the end of April. Oh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I was wondering about that because I've had friends who have flown and they also felt very safe. So, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's probably all in my head. I know it's all in my head. Um, like that it's <laughs> like risk, more risky or whatever, but it's probably not. But mm-hmm. like they, they were saying that the flights were being seated every seat. So on your flights until the end of April or whatever, until April. Yeah, okay. and until the end of April. We still open middle seats, but the thing is that we're no longer putting in a percentage of capacity. If you have a travel, if you're traveling with a group of nine, um, a group of nine, and you're like you stated in, like when you're booking your ticket that all y'all are traveling together, we'll put we'll 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 open the middle seats for you guys to pick. But if you're not traveling with anyone, you're just by yourself. We're trying to make sure we back up the middle seat. Got it. That's wonderful. 
that's really mm-hmm. awesome. And so mm-hmm. if I was so to fly with like me and my husband and my son, would we just get like the one full road to ourselves, right? Yes. You will. You will. I'm a, I'm I see. see you. I see. I see a lot of. Look, look, please do. Look, I see a family, and they have their like, two, like their, their, their son who's a lap child, because anyone under two is a lap child, and then they have their daughter who's over three. So they're all three of them sit together, but their daughter's so small, like, like what, they'll have their two year old in their lap, and then when they take off, they put them next to their child, and they just have that whole road to themselves, and they're just hanging out, getting connected, enjoying themselves on their flight. That's amazing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really, it's, I mean, I definitely like, I, I think that I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of flying. Um, mm-hmm. We have a, a, my cousin's getting married in June, mm-hmm. the end of June in Denver. So if you can put yourself on a Denver flight from Orlando to Denver, then we can try and align our <laughs> schedule. I could be on your flight. Can you imagine? Okay. Who knows? You never know, right? Have you ever like seen anybody you know? So I, I've seen a couple of people. Do you remember Darius? from Marriott. He was the housekeeping manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, look, I wasn't working. I was jump seating to go back. I can't remember where I was going. I was going somewhere. I think I was going down to Orlando. Yeah, I was. I was jump seating from Atlanta to Orlando. Or I think Orlando to Atlanta. I can't remember. <laughs> and I was walking and I had my uniform on. And I was just like, you know, minding my own business. And we were wearing masks during COVID. So also, I see this man grab me, and I look down, and I, I was just like, like I look like, I don't even, not just touch me. So he looked, he looked at me, and he's like, he did this, and I was like, you didn't recognize him with the mask on. I, no, I was like, can I help you? And then he was like, he took his mask off, and I like hollered. Oh, his wife God. was like, damn. His wife was like, dang, babe, she lets you about to punch you in your face. I said, I low key was, but you know, I had to be keep professional. So, but he was like, yeah, hey, it was good to see you. He's like, you're working as well. I was like, no, I'm just a jump seeker, but it's crazy though. That is crazy. <laughs> what a small world it is. What is it? was such a small you world. You said jump seater? What is that? So, jump seating is basically flight attendants as if they cannot get onto an actual seat, there are actually um, open jump seats where I don't know if you know that's where supply attendants sit. They sit in the front of the plane or the back of the plane. Yeah. Those are our jump seats. We sit in our jump seats. So we have an extra weight, maybe one or two jump seats that we can get onto our flights. And um, I'll jump seat on those flights to get to where I need to go. Because sometimes it can be oversold, but the jump seat might be available. Got it. So I can jump seat on that flight so I can still get to where I need to go. My goodness. Do you get so scared of flying ever? Like, are you like the easiest flyer in the world? Easiest flyer, even during like I feel like uh, turbulence, I do like typically get a little terrified. But if our captains are not coming on, I'm easy if our captain doesn't come on and like call us before they tell you guys about the whole turbulence, then then I'm okay. Like if they, if we have a few turbulence, I'm like, all right, they know what they're doing. And if it's bad, they'll call us immediately and tell us like, hey, we are in an emergency. And as, as soon as I hear that, that's when I'm freaking out. But Delta pilots have to go through a 150 list checklist. Like I look at the checklist and I'm like, after the fifth one, I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like it's a, it's a checklist that they have to go through. And if, um, and then they go outside and inspect outside of the plane. And as they're inspecting outside of the plane, they are um, talking to the mechanics, making sure that everything looks good. And then they go and they go back into the cockpit, making sure everything's still looking good before they leave. 
because they're not going to push back a fight if things don't look right. They will never do that. Like we had a, we got a, um, we ended up having, um, what is the canceling one of our flights because we had a fuel leakage. They were not going to go nowhere. They was like, they tried to seal it, but it would not seal. So guess, so we, our little 12 hour layover in San Diego ended up being 24 hours because um, they had to bring someone in to fix the fuel leak. And then they had to wait for it. It takes hours for the, um, the glue to settle. So it was like, I think a seven hour, like sitting down, watching, monitoring it, putting wire and make sure it was completely still before we left. Yeah. And we left that night. And were those people left on the plane or did everyone leave the plane? Everyone left the plane and they had to, re they had to um, re not reschedule. Yeah, they had to reschedule their flight. Um, some of them ended up getting a reschedule or rerouted to another flight plane. Instead of going straight from D San Diego to Detroit, they will go from San Diego to, like, say, Minneapolis or Phoenix or wherever they need to go to to get closer to their destination. So that's what happened. But it wasn't a lot. It was during COVID time, so it wasn't a lot of people. It was like we had a, a, a good a 55 people that we had to reroute. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, because the plane that we were on, it holds about 200, 200 and, yeah, 200 people. So it was only 50 that we had to reroute. Instead of, like, all 200. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that a, was the blessing. Yeah, I was going to say that would have been a whole lot more. I mean, I can't imagine those ticket counter ladies like trying to like figure it out, like the customer service agents. Like it's so confusing just trying to deal with it as like a customer where you're mm -hmm. going to be rerouted, but then to be on the other side dealing with so many different like, you know, destinations and people that you're dealing. Oh my gosh. Like it seems overwhelming. My, I give my, I give a plot to all of my gate agents. That's what we call them. Oh. All of our gate agents, I give a plot to them because they, they go through it. They go through it. They get the the really like the brunt of it. Troubling time. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then and then Gage would be feeling bad for us. They'd be like, Oh yeah, go through it. I'm like, I don't go through it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, give you trouble. When people act I mean, we passengers catch an attitude, but I'm just like, sir, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Like, you're on the plane. This is it. Like, we're landing, sit your seat up. You can be mad all you want, but you have to sit your seat up. Yep. You can catch attitude, but you have to put your you have to put your tray table away. You have to put your laptop away, ma'am. You got to put your dog under the seat. It's like it's like, like the first things, time that they've flown. Hello, these are things that like it's, yeah. it's, exactly like we said it. We said it over and over. Like we say it in our safety videos. We tell it on the intercom when you come on. Like do like why are you giving us a hard time i don't i don't take it personal ever no when someone catch attitude with me i just i just think it's the entitlement that's it it's just like people who are entitled or spoiled mm -hmm. you know they don't know how to deal with they don't know how to deal with you know someone else telling them what to do <laughs> yeah that's totally it so i don't i don't get mad i just be like okay yeah there was one guy he was in his seat and i was like so you gotta set your seat up oh okay and i'm like I really could care less, but you do need to put your seat up. You're just trying to do your job. That's just it. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy that people are still like, give you, give you trouble. But I think that's probably it. They just aren't used to people telling them no. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but you still don't have to put your tray table up, please. Thank exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I see fighters get so frustrated when people will be yeah. snapping on them. And I look at them like, girl, we got two other fights to worry about. Let that go. I say, yeah. if anything, you, you're the one with the pants on. I said, if they want to act crazy with you, we'll be happy to more have authorities between them at the gate. And they will never fight us again. And they're like, 
I didn't even think about it in that perspective. I was like, exactly. I said, I mean, let them have a cut the attitude. Let them have a hissy fit. Let them have a temperature. And, All right, get over yourself. <laughs> and that's just it. You 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 threatened the gate agent, or would you say the authorities at the door? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna stop complaining right there. <laughs> Do you guys fly from Orlando to Denver? Have you seen that as a flight, or will there be a? No, uh, my friend, um, you will have to probably connect through Atlanta because I try to see if there's any direct flight from Denver to Orlando, and I didn't see any. You didn't see any. Mm-hmm. I feel like Denver Airport is like big with Southwest, but I'm not sure. I'm not yes, sure. they are. So it definitely is Southwest, and I think United too. I United think so too. Mm-hmm. So each yeah, but Southwest airlines, is number one though. They're number one in Denver. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's what I thought. But each mm-hmm. of the airlines are basically doing whatever they see fit. Like, what were some of the other things that you saw with like the pandemic, like that changed with Delta? Um, Delta didn't enforce, um, didn't really enforce masks, but now they do. Um, now, since we have the government back us up with that, you know, we say just because you take a vaccine or you had COVID doesn't necessarily mean that you're out of not wearing a mask. You just want everyone to feel safe by. Mm-hmm. Um, so we let them know, like, you have to wear a mask unless you're actively, actively eating or drinking. Yeah. Not just like sipping and then you're just sitting there like, oh, I'm sipping wine, but your mask is not over your face. So you take a sip, you pause, and you put your mask back over your mouth. And if you're eating, of course you can. We're not telling you like you have to eat. Everybody, you got to do like mask. No, no, no. It's like when you're eating, yes, eat. But when you're done eating and you're like no longer chewing, just put the mask over your mouth. That's Absolutely. it. Yeah, that's, that's the same rules that they have at Disney when we've gone. It's like you mm-hmm. can't even be walking and having you can't be walking and eating you have to be stationary eating with your mask off mm-hmm. i mean it's just for everyone's like safety and making sure everyone's like you know yeah we're covering them. all of our bases like delta yeah. wants to make sure that every everyone is feeling comfortable flying they're just doing everything they can to let people know that flying with us to no have no fear <laughs> yeah. if i could wear a mask for 16 hours you can wear your mask for two and a half hours to get to your destination so Yep. Like, like I when I see people, they don't even want to wear a mask. I'm like, you need to find a mask that you're comfortable with, so you can sleep and eat it. People would just grab a mask and they're like, I'm not comfortable with it. I can't breathe with it. That's not our problem. That's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have you have applicable time before getting on this flight to have a to be over here having a problem not wearing a mask, especially if those um, clinical masks. They to me, I can smell the chemicals on the on those masks. So I buy masks for me that I can breathe, that I wash myself, that I that I'm okay wearing for a 14 to 16 hour day. That is a significant amount of time. I oh had, yeah. I was wearing one the other day for like 10 hours, and that was mm-hmm. the first time I had to wear one like that for that extended period of time. And yeah. it definitely it it started to hurt. Like I have the ones um, that that are adjustable or whatever yeah. on the back of your ears, yeah. which are great because it like stays on your face like nicely. But after a few hours, it was starting to wear on my ears. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God. like, I never really like where credit where credit's due. Like that is a hard thing to be wearing and working in a mask for that many hours. But like, man, really, truly. like we're in airports, you still have to wear your mask. I'm in uniform. I still have to wear my mask. Like I Absolutely. can't, I can't yeah. take my mask off. Like if I do, you get stares like, like. And isn't that crazy now? Yeah. I bet it's, it's, is it better now that people are like more used to it? I maybe in the beginning it was like that. Um, a lot of people are like, when you, when I see someone, I was like, 
I'll eat and like have my mask off as I'm eating. And then like, after I'm done eating, like I have to suck all this food out of my braces. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like when I see another person who sees me, like they like, you can see them smiling that like, oh, like we get it. Like you're sick in the mask, me too. Like, <laughs> like it's oh, like that true. type of connection as well. Well, and that's just it. It's not like anyone enjoys wearing a mask, right? Like yeah. no one actually enjoys this, but it's, again, it's for everyone's like safety and the you know well-being of everybody. It's just for sure do right now. Yeah. It's not going to be forever. No. But enough about, I mean, I feel like this is really funny. We kind of just did like a, an advertisement for Delta. So I don't know who you know, <laughs> but if they want to sponsor this episode, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> like, okay, for sure. Because to be honest with you, like I'm telling people like, how does it feel like fine? I'm like, I feel safe. I've been flying since July. Yeah. I stopped in um, April was terrible. Oh, it was so bad. So oh, I took the leave. So when did yeah. you stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With everything going on, were flights still going in April or? Oh no! Work? All of our flights that whole month they are they they canceled pretty much the whole month. The whole month of flying was canceled. Everything was canceled. Um, so if you were somewhere, you were stuck there, wherever you were, for a month. Yeah, because. I looked at my schedule and I, my schedule is full, mind you, super full. And I looked at my schedule and I, I was thrown on an availability because they didn't know where they're going to send us because everything was like shutting down. Oh yeah. So the whole month of April was bad. I was just sitting in my crash pad, just sitting here like, what I'm going to do? Like, what's going to happen? Like, Were so, you at least in Detroit at your home base? Mm -hmm. I was. I was in Detroit. And then um, after that, um, I, I they, they asked us to take leave. So I did. I took leave in May and June. And then I tried to take leave in July and they told us no. Because we're starting to pick up on our flying. We need you guys to come back. So I went back and I've been flying since. But when I was flying in July, it was crazy how light our flights were. You have the minimum of 10 people. The maximum was 15 to 20 people. Wait. So Say our boarding prices would take five minutes. That's crazy. I mean, you on have a flight, the- On a flight. Yeah. That would typically hold 200 Yeah, it plus. would be like 10 people. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Who was flying back then? People. I mean, like, did you- wait. Like, was it like families or business um, people? Flight, it was like mostly, it was mostly business people and then people who just wanted to get to their families. Like I had a guy, he was so funny. We were going from Detroit to San Diego and I was crying laughing. This man had me, this man had me laughing, but he, <laughs> he wanted to get to his girlfriend. He was an older gentleman. He was like, I want to get to my girlfriend, so I'm going. So he flew to his girlfriend. He was like, I said, you're not worried about the coronavirus? He's like, no, I'll be okay. And then he said, if God, if it's my time to go, you know, I'll go. But I want to get to my girlfriend. So I booked this ticket because Delta had the flights and I'm on here and I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. I guess people assume the risk and that's just exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Like if it's if it's worth it to mm -hmm. them to take the flight, especially in those days, like the beginning of the pandemic was really scary because you yeah. really just weren't sure. Like, what was it like for you flying at that point? Um, It was super scary. I had many panic attacks here and there. <laughs> But I end up, I end up um, having a great support system with, um, like I, I love our flight attendants. As much as we are so different and diverse, we know how to come together when it's like, when something gets scary. They, like all flight attendants know exactly what to say to one another, even though we don't know each other. 
um, to really, to really like keep us together, keep our mind right. And just, you know, we're going to keep pushing forward. Don't think about it. Keep going. And we call it jump seat therapy. So we mm. sit there and we just, you know, encourage one another and just the things that we know, um, we'll share with the person next to us. And same thing for them. It's vice versa. It goes back and forth. So, um, at first I was worried, but then it was like, just this, and they said, this is only temporarily like. We'll be back. I said, if Delta can come back from almost, you know, being bankrupt, like closing down, we can definitely get through this pandemic. I was like, that's right. So we just do our best, try to make the best for the people who are flying with us at that time. And that's pretty much it. Like there's a really wonderful support system. And like, I found lifetime friends being a flight attendant. Still, mm -hmm, lifetime friends. We fly together, we hang out together, we cry together, we talk to each other. Like we encourage one another. Like these are friends that I know for a fact that we will be friends for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful because you're really in the thick of it, like with these people, you know, if in, in the trenches, if you will. I mean, it's yeah. just so you really are, are you know, with these people, you know, even overnight. And you said you're with them at the same point, like uh, over the course of like three to five days or whatever. Yeah. So if you don't like them, it's also mm -hmm. like not the best thing either. So are you able to like piggyback together on like trips or kind of match up your schedules? Yeah, we do. Um, we have, we call it buddy bidding, but sometimes our buddy bid works, sometimes it doesn't work. Or we're just like, you know, swap with other people. Hey, can we swap you for this trip? Or like, do you want to be off those days? And I'm like, some people most likely be like, yeah, sure. And I can pick something else up. But we get able to fly with our friends. Or sometimes we end up having, having a couple of trips we're just on there together and we don't, you know, swap off the trip because we're already on it. So, it, so, mm -hmm. so it's just like, to be honest with you, it's just, it's easy to, it's a, we, we love the flexibility to be able to fly with our friends if we want to, mm -hmm. if you understand. So it's, it's just, I, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoy every moment of it. I mean, so even during the pandemic, yeah, even during the pandemic, I still felt safe. Like Delta does everything they can to make us feel safe. That is amazing. That is really, truly like such mm -hmm. a, like such an important thing that they're doing. Um, yeah. Because obviously like it comes from the top down. Like if you don't feel safe as like the crew that's running the ship, you know, yep. and the people on the ship are not going to feel like that either. And no. so um, it's wonderful that you feel that way. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. They give us lifestyle wipes, gloves, everything. <laughs> no, no, I got you. No, it's, it's really, it's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that you feel safe. Mm -hmm. really truly so what else have you been doing you said like you had these like you know a little bit of like the the panic attacks yeah i was i was okay it was just the beginning like when march april hit like when they were like when i'm looking at my schedule and they're, they're taking our schedules off the ice i like had many panic attacks and i'm like is this where our world's coming to like am i are, are people gonna fly again and then the thing i was worried about is the furlough like are they gonna like god you gave me this really great job that i enjoy but and in my years of 2019 and here it is in 2020 it's like being taken away from me and then uh, i'm like is this the end and it's like this is, and like i thought i was talking to a flight attendant and she was saying this is not the end all be all this is just a phase that we got to go through we're going to get through this pandemic and uh, you know you just got to keep stay positive and then when she said that i just you know been positive ever since i was like this is just temporarily this is not forever and i think that it make the best of what you can make the best of and when people do fly and they come on and they feel nervous, I'm like, there's nothing to be nervous about. Because I'm telling you, like, when you came on, you can smell the sanitize, sanitation that they do on the plane. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. And the fact is they're changing the air filters more than you probably mm -hmm. do at home ever. I mean, every yes. other day. <laughs> Goodness. Yes, every other day they're changing their filters. That's they're making awesome. sure that we that we feel safe. I mean, I, I applaud, I really do applaud Delta and, and their procedures and how they do things. Like if I didn't feel safe, I would tell people I didn't feel safe. Yeah. I wouldn't even be flying, but I fly because they give us more than enough tools to keep the plane clean, to help us to keep the plane clean, and also to our customers to help them feel settled to keep the plane clean. Yeah. So I, I don't, I never felt one moment uncomfortable. Like Delta took this very serious. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, our our um, our our CEO Ed Bastian, he is he's a really good he's a good man. He has a great team, and um, once again, he does everything he can to take care of not only the you know our gate agents, our ninety thousand employees, but also our customers too. Mm -hmm. Incredible, man. I'm so glad to hear that. It sounds like yeah. you really enjoy this job. Like, I mean, the fact I do. <laughs> you do. You get to travel and go like, and I mean, you're such a jet setter. It's just incredible. What were some of the mm -hmm. most like your favorite places to go that you've been? I definitely San Diego. I love San Diego. Um, then I'm trying to see where else I've been to that I like going to. I like Dallas. I do definitely like Dallas. There was a lot to do in Dallas. A lot of good food choices in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, where else I like to go? I haven't, I haven't visited any other places. Sometimes it's like a short layover for me to go to these other places. But when I do go with friends and they end up showing me like some really nice um, areas, then I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go there. My number one place I do like to go to often is Amsterdam. It's so much diversity, so many good food. Um, it's just like a melting pot of people. Uh huh. It's so nice. Oh my god! And they're so, oh, and they're such a free country. Like it's, they're just whatever. They just do whatever. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow, oh wow. Oh, yeah, that's legal there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. You hear that's crazy. Oh man, I can't do that. <laughs> well, see, that's so when you're at these places, I mean, not always do you have that much time to spend in them. You're like kind of in and out. It seems. Are you able to extend your trips and your stays? Um, no, unless something happened to the plane that is unfortunate, then we do have to stay. However, um, if we do like say, so say we go to Amsterdam, we leave Amsterdam like at, we leave Detroit like around 5 p.m., get to Amsterdam like about 7, 7, 8 in the morning. And some people their will time. take a nap. Yes, their time. And then like, we'll have 24 hours there. But then it's like, you can either take, hit the ground running, take a small nap, then wake up and then go about your day and then sleep at night and then we'll wake up next morning and go back to work. Or you can hit the, or you could just sleep. And then if you, if you do have friends and family, cause I know a lot of people who do go to Amsterdam have friends and family that night to go out to eat with them and hang out with them. And then they come and take an after and they get up in the morning to go to work. So it just depends on a person though. Um, for me, I come in and I have to take them up because when we land in Amsterdam, it's like one in the morning, our time. So then I'll sleep in and I'll still get up because my time is 7 a.m. So I'll go, I'll get there and I'll wake up around 1 p.m. And then I just go about my day and just hang out, do what I got to do, be up for like 11, 12 hours. And then I go back to sleep around 11, 1, 12 or 1, their time, and then get up around 7. So, and then we, we end up getting picked up at the, at the hotel around 10 a.m. About 10 so, a.m. to get back on a mm -hmm. flight to go back. 
Yeah, and then we and then when we come back, we come back to Detroit time before two p.m. So then I'm okay. I know it's a, it's like it's like it's like you gotta juggle these times. But in in the beginning, it's foreign. However, um, <laughs> after you get used to the whole like time change and like learning how to maneuver during these time time changes, it gets easy. Now it's easy for me. Like I look at the time and I'm like, okay, I have this. Like I don't look at time like. Oh, I have a day. I look at it like how many hours I have. Mm-hmm. So I look at things hourly. No more like, oh, I got one day or two days. Like I'm like, no, we got 18 hours like in this area. Like I was in Dallas. We got 18 hours there. How long are you in Dallas? 18 hours. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> how long? How long are you in Minneapolis? 13 hours. I'm like, wait, what? I was just like, that's, that's how we talk. <laughs> that is so funny. That's how you like. like Oh, we're just here for like um, a day. You're here for the day? Like, no, 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 just an hour. That's seven in the morning. <laughs> That's crazy. I, you seem to get it, keep it all straight, but it sounds very complicated. Very, very much. But obviously, I'm not in it, so. Right. If you was in it, you'd be, it'd be easy peasy, limit peasy. You'd be like, oh, this makes so much sense. How, yeah. But you will be counting your hours. Like, like how you count your dollars and you count your hours. Like, how much sleep I need, what I need to do. How I need to get it done, stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah, you would literally <laughs> be like calculating it all right there. So, and oh my god, do you keep right it, there? How do you keep it all straight? You have it all on your phone, or do you have like a, a yeah? Planner? I do. Um, okay. Our so we have a so on our phone we have our schedule. So I just like look at the schedule and pay attention to our schedule, and then like I set alarms to remind myself to make sure that you know what time that you need to be back in the room, what time you need to cut yourself off, like drinking alcohol, all those things. You just gotta manufacture all that so you know for yourself to keep yourself straight um, before you get on your next flight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's so that's that's where it comes down to it. Um, and then like, I also try to like, if someone's planning an event and I'm working, I'll try to find a layover during the times they have their events, so I can at least show up and still get paid while I'm still showing up to the event, you know? Oh, that's amazing, so. yeah. And you could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So like, you're able to like, just basically like, stay overnight anywhere, or stay for a few hours. Like, how long would it, do you need for you to get off the plane, like go and see a city and come back? How many hours? I, I mean, anything over 15 hours is more than enough time to like, be able to see the city. Now, if you, but it just depends on what time you get in. I like to get in early in a like get in early, like early in the morning. So then I have time to go see some friends or whatever. So by the time that afternoon comes around, I'm tired. And I just go to sleep. And then I'm and then I'm prepared to like, you know, for my the day for my day or the next day. So um say we get to LA at eleven AM. I'll go out I'll, I'll, by eight thirty, man, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, it's time for me to go to bed. And I go to bed and then when I wake up, I wake up way before my alarm because once again, I'm in Easter time zone. So I uh, wake before my alarm and then I just get ready. And then I go downstairs and I'm just ready to go to start my day the next day. But it's Apple, as I go into the West Coast, it's easy for me because it's like, I'm early, I'm there early enough to see people, but I'm not late in, I'm not late in the day unless it's like 24 hours I stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, late in the day where I can't do much you right because when I do get there late in the day I'm exhausted My yeah and then it's like I, a waste you just want to go to sleep mm-hmm, and I'll just sleep and then when I wake up early in the morning uh, it's just like what to do like I got a whole day to figure out what to do because I'm up at 6 a.m 
So. You wake up that time always, like even when you're home and off? Home, 7 a.m. But when I'm in, um, like if I go to LA and I get there late at night, I'll pop up probably like around 6 a.m. Oh man. Yeah, and at that point, it's like, what is there to do other than go get breakfast? Like, <laughs> Yeah, basically go get breakfast, and if we're by the beach, go lay by the beach. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It must be very exciting. I mean, it must be a very exciting life that a flight attendant has. It is an exciting life. However, the people who used to work for us, their lives were a lot more exciting than ours because we are on a trip with people for three days. They'll be on a trip with someone for a month. The same crew for a month. Wow. So they'd Why be like, did that change? Um, because uh, more so the thing is like Northwest back in the day, they had fear of heights. So like it'd be like one or two flights. It wasn't traveling like traveling on a plane wasn't common. So it was just like when you did travel back in the day, it was um, like you had very few flights, and when you get to a layover, you gotta stay there for a few days. It wasn't a few hours like how we are. Now it's a few hours because we have way more flights. We have way more people traveling. Um, traveling is like traveling air airways is like kind of like number one other than you know uh, driving yourself. Like mode so, of transportation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because back in the day, it was used to be you know driving was the thing. Yeah, not flying or not a train flying. even. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So much time. So it's like now it's like flying. Everyone wants to fly, 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 fly. Yeah, we have no flyers. But it's just like, it's okay. You'll be fine. If flight attendants are not freaking out, you should freak out. That's the whole okay. thing. You had said it before when you were talking about like the pilot giving you the heads up beforehand. Like, <clears throat> I feel like if they tell us ahead of time that there's going to be turbulence, then I'm less inclined to be um, frightened or like, oh, yeah. scared of it. And then you look at the flight attendant, and if they're cool, then I'm cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when a pilot, they'll call us and let us know, and then they make an announcement, and then we just sit down and then we'll go ride it out. I'd be like, okay, here come a mini roller coaster, Woo. And then one time it was bad, but the weather wasn't bad. It was just strong wind. It was okay. super strong wind. Yeah. And that's and that doesn't. So like, what is like the, uh, the explanation? Can you give an explanation of what turbulence is or why it happens? Turbulence is basically a strong. It's strong. There are super strong winds. All it is is basically that. Like when the weather comes in, it's, a, it's the thickness of the clouds and the wind. That's all it is. So when you have strong winds coming in, especially going against the plane, that's when it creates turbulence. And it's also the airflow. Like you have your um, cold and hot airflow. That's what also cause turbulence as well. So my thing is like, it just depends on your winds. If your wind's coming with you, you have less, you have a less time um, experience turbulence. If the winds are kind of coming against you, you have a little bit more time of like when it comes to um, when it comes to like turbulence. Yeah, it's like yeah. winds are going against the plane. However, um, it's it's really not that bad. Sometimes it has nothing to do with weather. It just has to do with our. It doesn't have to do with anything weather. It just has to do with like how the wind patterns. I don't know if you saw the, like the weather channel and how the winds are are, are like blowing. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's what can cause turbulence. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I once was on a flight with my brother. We were young. We were probably like, I don't even know, yeah. like six or eight, something like that. And my brother was like flapping his, you know, arms, like pretending like he was a bird. And it was freaking yeah. me out thinking that was what was causing turbulence in my mind. Of course, that's not like the case at all. But like he was flapping and I was like, please yeah, yeah. stop doing that because I you're causing the turbulence. It's like, that's really not at all what it is. Nah, not even not a little bit. Yeah. 
it really is external factors but yeah as long as the flight attendant's okay then i'm okay and if the pilot tells us ahead of time that there will be turbulence then i'm also okay and they're also constantly talking to our towers on the ground flying mm -hmm. to letting them know like hey you might want to go up a little bit more or you want to go down to avoid certain strong winds so it doesn't cause yeah so they're always they're constantly talking to our pilots constantly so you don't have to worry about anything like people are watching you even in the sky yeah <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. isn't that the case? That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So what do you see, um, you know, your next few years? Do you want to keep being a flight attendant? Do you think this is like- um, I do want to continue to be a flight attendant. However, I don't know what is next for me. I mean, I, I, like, I like being a flight attendant, but I do want something else outside of flight attendant. Um, a lot of the flight attendants I've talked to, it's like, you might want to have a business outside. Cause you know, after a while, like, it's gonna, you're going to get tired of this job. And I'm like, this is true. And that's with anything though, you will get tired of it. You know, sometimes you need a break and then you come back and you're fired up again. Um, so, so from what my understanding is like, there was like find something at your niche and then activate on that, like a small business or you can find, or you can be a coach outside of being a flight attendant or you can like model outside of being a flight attendant or you can like, you can do certain other things that has to like separate yourself from being a flight attendant. But you have to, you have to find that within yourself. And as of right now, I don't see anything right now, but I, I have been, you know, peeking at certain things that I could do outside of me being a flight attendant. But as of right now, I'm just, I just enjoy working as a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, and that's just it, you know, in, you know, always kind of have it be mulling around in your brain and eventually mm -hmm. you'll stumble upon something just organically. It'll just come up and be like, oh yeah, I'm really good yeah. at doing this. I can make mm -hmm. money doing this. Okay, all right. I didn't realize I never put two and two together and the, the timing will work out organically, but um, right. do you ever listen right. to um, Tabitha Brown? Have you heard of her before? Yes, I have. I know who she is. I love you that know? she's going, mm-hmm, oh, it's going to be all right. I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh my gosh. So she, um, she had something, I don't even know if it was like a post or a video Yeah. Um, months and months ago, but it was... I felt like she was speaking directly to me. And what she said was, what is something that you are good at that doesn't come easily to other people? What is something that you just inherently are good at and you enjoy doing? And are you using that? That's a gift, right? Like she, she said, that's a gift. Like, are you using yeah. that? Um, yeah. And if not, then why? And how can you? So for me, like I, you know, I think it's sometimes a little difficult to pinpoint it yourself, like what it is you're good at. Just it's hard to kind of see inside yourself. So maybe ask somebody. And I asked my husband, I'm like, we well, were talking about. It. I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, well, you're good at talking to people. Yeah, you are. I'm good at talking. I've always been good at talking. I could just talk we to both a wall, are. Right? That's why. That's why we click. You know, at first I didn't want to be a fighter because I was like, I don't want to die on no plane. But flying is one of the safest things that you can do. Like, so I've been in it for two years and it's just like flying is like getting in a car. <laughs> I don't think twice about it. I just jump on a plane and we just take off and then we come down. Like, that's it. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Like, crazy. I don't think you, it's, it's safer for you than driving in a yeah. car. Is that what mm -hmm. you said? It's safer for you to fly. Tell, why, explain that. Why do you so say it's that? Like, to be honest with you, it's the things that the pilots have to go through and how thorough that Delta is when it comes to our plane is that's why I'd say. They have to go through these, they have to go through these checklists. They have to make sure these things are working properly. And the moment that it's not, like it's not working properly, we're not taking this plane anywhere. We're going to find a new plane and that's it. And you fix that plane until it works properly before we take off. Like, 
You have to. The only way that things, only time that one time we ended up getting messed up in the um, in the engine, um, is because the pilot, not a pilot, the mechanic, did a boo boo <laughs> by lock, like um, not fully locking that nugget. <laughs> so when they were in the air, it ended up poof, like messing up. But as long as you have one engine working, you're able to safely land. Well, I, how many engines does a plane typically have? Two? Two. One is a backup. So if one goes out, yeah. So if one goes out, you're okay. You're okay. You're still okay. You may see it. You might freak out, but you'll be okay. You'll be okay. fine. We'll still land. We're just going to land to the nearest airport. And they have and they have routes where they, they're constantly like flying over emergency landing um, airports just in case anything mm-hmm. happens. So you should not only you you should feel even safer with that. The only time that you won't, the only time that you have a certain like extended hours of not, not being over airport is when you're going international. But it's like within like six or seven hours of like you know right, right. there's no air when you're flying over the ocean. You're talking mm-hmm. about yeah, flying mm-hmm. over the ocean. I've never flown internationally before. The farthest I've gone is Mexico. I don't think I've even no. I've never been to Canada. You know, so, uh, even going to Mexico, you still got to fly over Florida to get to Mexico and Key West, then you get right. to Mexico. So there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. No, I don't know what I'd do with, like, could you see families taking babies on trips and, like, these long, like... Baby girl, during this whole pandemic, these babies were on these flights. Yeah. You hear me? They didn't care. <laughs> they parents over here, gloves, masks, hats, all that. And then their baby is just like... It didn't make any sense. I said, help it make sense. <laughs> I'm like looking at their child and their child is like, ah! oh. I'm like. And yet you're over here like completely and masked up are just and out with and scarves like, and the, the face shields and everything. It didn't make sense. I know, I know. It's crazy. I mean, as a parent, the only mm-hmm. thing that I can say is like, it's impossible to get them to wear anything. So even, I mean, my yeah. son is yeah. just, uh, he just turned two in November. So he's like two and a half or something. And only mm-hmm. recently has he started mm-hmm. being more okay with wearing a mask. And it's only for short periods of time. It's mm-hmm. not like for long, you know, as soon as he's done with it, like he rips it off and he's done with it. You know, you try, I don't know, I guess, but still. Some, some babies cooperate, like the little, like four to five year olds. Yes, they four, get it. Three, four, five year olds, they, they get mm-hmm. it. Three year olds, they're kind of like, oh, I want to be like my parents. Or they're like, they'll just have it on to be like, it's like a fascist thing. Like it's they have cool it on their it. head or they have it under, yeah. yeah, have it on their head or have it under their chin. Like, oh, I got a mask like you, but I'm gonna just not wear it. Isn't <laughs> like, that true? Two year old, like two year olds, they're just like, no, they're just running around here. Want to eat everything under the sun? Ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's that? I'm putting it in my mouth. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, I have to travel yeah. like everywhere we go. I have like a cooler bag with snacks because you just never know when he's gonna be hungry, and it's the easiest way mm-hmm. to get him to like sit down for five minutes is to like give him a snack. Oh um, yeah, snack. Here, you want a snack? Yes. Want this? Want that? And when parents come on here, and they're like, I don't know, I don't know. I didn't know what to bring or stuff. I was like, one thing you need to bring a snack, a tablet full of games so they can touch. Play headphones that you know they're gonna want to wear. Yeah. And I was like, and if anything, you also want to make sure you have extra clothes just in case if they do make a mess on themselves that you can change to that. Like at least two pairs of clothing that you can change into. Um, blankets if they fall asleep, and um, and maybe if you know they like the color, like find things that they know they like to do. Just bring it with you. Yeah. Like bring a backpack full of things that they can continuously do on the plane, so they don't be bothered. And if they're just aggravated, just know. You can walk up and down when the seatbelt sign off. And oh, half the time, if your baby's cute, 
flight attendants aren't going to play with your child. <laughs> <laughs> That's all really good advice. They're going to have a child. We're going to play with your child. I'm going to just hold the baby, play with the baby, talk to the child. We'll talk. If the child's like one woman's daughter was just crying. I came there and I said, why are you crying? And then she just was like, <gasps> she yep, just stopped. Yep. I said, you're too pretty to be crying on this flight. And you giving your mother a hard time. Stop giving your mom a hard time. And then I uh, just, just run my mouth and they're just like, Oh my god! Like, I just love you. Who is this yep. person? I was like, who? Who is? Who is she? It doesn't matter. And the and the parents are just like, oh my god. <laughs> like god. yeah, girl, seriously. Like, yes, yes, yes. God. Then when you get up, they're like, oh my god, you're awesome. Oh, that's such a lovely thing, yeah. though. It really is. Like even when you're out and about, and like you see a parent like having a you know a child having a fit, and you're just like. Oh, I feel for you. I just, you know, you want to go over and like help them. You know what I mean? And that's such a wonderful way that you are. Even in the airports, I let them, they start acting the fool. I just come up and lay them down and be like, so what do you do? You're just so direct with them, but that's just what they need. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what's up giving your parents a hard time. Traveling is already hard enough. And you over here hollering. Yeah, you got that right. That's good advice though. All of that. I'm going to have to look into getting my son a, we have a tablet, but um, we don't use it too. We, when we did our road trip, he had it. Um, he was using that, but I don't have headphones. That's a good idea. It is. Amazon is your best friend, mama. You don't oh, need to leave your right. house. Mm -hmm. Just sit it on the computer, find some really cute headphones that he, that let them pick it up. Yeah. And then, yep. and then see how he plays with it. And then if he, the fact that he can hear out of it and you plug it into this habit, oh, they're zoned out. Oh they, yeah, oh yeah. They can just sit there for hours. They're out, they out of here. And you got their favorite snacks. And then if they get tired of watching something like on TV, give them something color. They'll color that all day. And then if like, once again, nine times out of 10, you have people around you who'll be willing to, who'll be willing to play with your kids. Oh <laughs> I love it. It's, a, it's, it's definitely something. We, we took him when he was, um, when did we go? He was probably only like six or seven months old. Felt like the only, the first mm -hmm. and only time he's flown but he was like a little baby. So like, yeah. it's going to be an interesting story. I think I'm, I'm like leaning towards being comfortable flying. In yeah. Well, well, I'm serious. Like you will, you will be fine. You will be fine. I, I remember this uh, lady, she had her, her daughter and her son, he was like eight months. Oh my God. He was just saying, why did people stop? I know I do. I'd be like, cause he was just sitting, he was just sitting down playing with his mom first. And I looked up, I said, Oh, look at this cutie. And he looked up at me. I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. And he was like, I was like, look at this cutie. I said, look at you. Now I asked the parents, like, can I like, hold them? They're like, sure. So I was just playing with them. And as I'm playing with them, like they kind of like mellow out. Like the yeah. kids just kind of mellow out. And then it's like, when I put them back down, they're like over here looking at over the mom's shoulder, like, where's she going? <laughs> but where'd she go? But I thought we were playing, come back. <laughs> Wait, we're friends now. Why are you leaving me? <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's like, I got a job to do, baby. I gotta go. <laughs> I, gotta go I gotta go, I gotta go give snacks though. I can't hang with you all day, you know? I'm like, so, you got a little like, BFF for life. <laughs> literally, they're just like, they'd be looking over their shoulder like. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Are you, do you have like a lot of nieces and nephews? You don't have children no. yourself. No, you just I just have two, two nephews. Yeah, just super good with kids. My, my parents, my mother put me in a, um, she put me working with kids as a young child. Mm -hmm. So I know how to, I know how to handle kids. When kids are like screaming and crying, they just want some attention other than their parents. Yeah. So when you give them that attention, they kind of like mellow out. And then after you get that attention, sometimes the parents be like, after you, you know, you play with them, I, my kid was knocked out. Like you just calmed down and knocked out. And then sometimes like fighter things will bring, they have, dollar coloring books and and crayons in their bag. So they see a child that is rest. they're like, you want a coloring book? And they give it to oh. them and their child is just like quiet for the rest of the flight. 
That's wonderful. That's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like little acts of kindness, isn't it? That like you just gave and it was that so, makes, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially being on a flight, like it's a four hour flight coming from Detroit to LA. It's like, that's a long flight. And they already acting up in the beginning. It was like, oh Lord. Like, and people feel it. They're like, oh, I don't want to be loud. I'm like, listen, 99.9% of the people who you think are like aggravated of your child, they don't hear you because they have headphones. They're listening to their music. They're not listening to you. They're not listening. They're not, they have like headphones is like, they have noise canceling headphones. So like one child, she was just like screaming at the top of her lungs. I was like, I put my headphones in and I was out. I didn't, I didn't listen. I didn't have to listen. And this is like me on my like, tra like my uh, leisure time traveling, not during work. I just put my headphones in when I was done. Yep. And then like five times, like once again, we, yep. if we see a child, I was like, no. Like if we see a child in distress, it's like the mother nature in them to go over there and, and handle it. Because they know. Yeah. Most they know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you don't want, it's, it's I wouldn't say like it's necessarily um, your mm -hmm. job to like stop the child from being, you know, upset or whatever. But it's, you know, if you're able to help, like why the heck not? The parent would just like they, love you forever to help them. Yeah. I've seen a woman, yeah. she was this one child was acting up. She's like, all right, let me go put my mommy gloves on. And she walked out and she grabbed that child. She said, give him it. And then like the lady looked at her, she's like, give him it. And she picked up the child and took him back and started talking and made him start doing things in the back. He just calm down, chill out. And she came back, she's yeah. like, is everything good? She's like, go sit down, take a nap. You're fine, we're good. And then oh. she was like, no, no, I got it. No, you're fine, you're fine. My child, Absolutely. your child is the same as my child at home. And they're like, and they just like, you just see yeah. tears coming out their eyes. Ooh, I'm like, girl, I'm going to lay down. Seriously, what a lovely thing that though, you know, that yeah. you're able to do and you're, you're able to like bring comfort. You know, that mom is freaking out inside thinking everyone's no. judging. Like her, I'm a bad right? mom. No girl, you, uh, it takes a village to, to raise a child. I don't care what no one says. It takes a village. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. And it's it's hard, you know, especially with like mm -hmm. COVID and everything going on when we have them in school and mm -hmm. no babysitters, no parents, no grandparents, like it's hard. So any little bit yeah. helps. And it's nice that you're able to lend like a friendly hand, you know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Really nice. I just definitely lend a friendly hand. Like we, and if, unless it's like a, like you, if you have a, like a, an older, older, and she looks like she's a mom and she's interacting with everybody, I'm telling you, she'll be able to help. Like those, those are the ones that are helping. Um, including me, like I'm like I'm, I may not be a parent, but I am an auntie. So the same thing with me. Like I just mm -hmm, come around, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, let me help you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's lovely. It's a really nice thing. And, you know, I, I always adored that about you. I mean, you're such a friendly person and so like outgoing and warm and generous. Mm -hmm. And it's lovely to talk to you. It really is. I'm so glad we had a chance to catch For up sure. today. But other than that, like, it's, it's a good time. I have good times with my, like, I haven't had a bad crew yet. Oh, thank God. But that's just <laughs> it. You attract, you know, the people I that are like you. That's just it, though. You you attract, like, people who yeah. are like you. And obviously, in this field, people are very yeah. similar to you. So you're, you're with your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's really Basically, mm -hmm. you have a few one or two words, and I kind of remember, like, they be stressing out. I'm like, girl, what you stressing out for? This is the most easiest job. We make good money. Let's go. Like I tell you what, yeah. <laughs> but that's just it it's, it's what you make of it and you just have such a positive outlook i mean you ha how do you wake up in the morning like so happy and positive no girl mm -mm. i'll be waking up some days and be like what is there to do like i could fly to paris today not many people can say that I right? could pick up a trip to go to paris and then if i'm like sad or down i'll just call my friends and like 
who are like me and they encourage me as well. So, and it's, and it has nothing to do like, like a relation, like even when it comes to relationships, like I just know what I can bring to the table. And if these, you know, the men that I do encounter don't bring the same type of energy or what they can bring to the table, or I can tell they're not secure within themselves. I'm like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to work out. Cause I'm pretty secure in myself. It took a lot to be where I'm at today, but I, I happen to have been working on myself for the past couple of months to really learn mm-hmm. to love who I am and like me. So the thing is like, if they're not adding or complimenting me, then yeah. they can go through that. Yeah. Cause I don't need that. I don't need it. I'm already hard on myself and I don't need no one else to be telling me flaws that I know that I'm working on. Yeah, a thousand percent. You don't need a partner who's going to make it mm-hmm. like make your life harder. You need somebody who's going to build you up and encourage you and tell you how wonderful you are. Yeah, exactly. Just like I'll do the same for them. Like, Absolutely. Exactly. So it's like it has to be it has to be the energy that's given to me is the same thing I'm going to give to them. You know, if I'm not getting that, then I'm, I'm necessarily just going to either cut it. Now I'll try. Sometimes I do have where I, it's like a nurturer. Where like if I do see some problems in the my the person that I'm involving, then I want to work on that. But then I realize like I'm not their mom. Like, yeah. I want your I want to be your partner, not your mom. So it's like I don't want a parent-child relationship. I want a parent and parent relationship. So with that being said, it's like nah, I need to like cut it off, even though it hurts me. <laughs> but I just at the same time, it's, it only hurts me because of the fact that like I actually generally can see the potential in this person. Not of co- not of course who they are. Right, so. right, right, right. Well, and that's just it. You you want somebody who's on that same level as you and will just keep growing and building with you, not right. like where you're trying to like shuffle them along through their life. Yeah. How do you how do you even find time for dating? Like you seem like you're just go, go, go all the time. Oh yeah, I'm on go go, but I can actually work my schedule to see that person if I really want to. Like I can really do that. Yeah. I can make time for that person. It's just the thing is like, are you willing to make time for me? So it can it can definitely happen. But a lot of the a lot of the men that were in the back of their head are like, oh, she's traveling all over, why she's always in this city. And little do I know, like, I go to that city because I like the food. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I'm a foodie person. Of course. And that's exactly. why we bonded. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you would always come to our office to get snacks, and lo and behold, a friendship started. It was exactly. like the most perfect thing. And chocolate, yeah. all of it. <laughs> We did have fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you'll call me and be like, hey, we got this. I'm like, <laughs> I'll be right there. I'll be right there. It's so good to see you, man. I tell oh, you what, like, it's so it good has to been see you too. too long. Yeah, hey, I need to come see you in Orlando. When I come to Orlando next time, I'm definitely going to meet you up. Okay. I would love that. I yeah. would love that. And thank you so much for being on the show today. This was really fun. Just hearing, I mean, really, truly, like, yeah. Hearing your experience throughout this whole thing and like mm-hmm. how you feel safe being on a plane, mm-hmm. I know for me makes me feel better about the whole situation. Just so stay on the plane, girl, and go. You'll be fine. Especially with, if you're flying with Delta, you have nothing to worry about at all. I, I, I'm going to make a concerted effort to, to take Delta because mm-hmm. um, I like that. You know, you had like roots in the beginning and that's where you're loyal to. And uh-huh. that's why... You know, you, yeah. you feel so safe and comfortable there. For sure. That's awesome. I do. All right, my dear. Well, thank you again for being on the show. No and problem. You you just keep being you, sister. You are amazing. And um, I appreciate you. And I love you too. And I miss you. And I can't wait to meet you, little son, even though I haven't had a chance to. But I think when I do come to Orlando, which will be soon, probably in April, yeah. uh, when things calm down with this whole spring break, um, I'll definitely hit you up and be like, hey, where are you at? Let's go eat. 
Let's go eat that first watch or eat something like some brunch so your child be up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You let me know. We'll make a, make an afternoon out of it. I would love that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Eat some good brunch. Maybe have a mimosa or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fine. All right. Listen, I'm not, I'm all about that. So we go. I know you are. Okay. Like, I know you love me. I love it. Do you remember when the... Okay, one last story. And then we have, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Do you remember when uh, L&L opened and yes. you did like the pre-opening yes like first i don't know what it was called like a test run or whatever yep oh, that was fun that was that was mad fun we was i was sipping was all the drinks okay what else you got absolutely yeah <laughs> seriously take, they said you can only get one it was like mm, do you know me okay i need like six more thank you very I much like, we're gonna share them amongst the table that was a good time though that was a good time yeah anything with food with me and you and food oh it was a good time all right good time son. well you just let me know whenever you're back in orlando yes you let me know i will love that if i gonna fight be great because i'm in it and then we have our service back or you can all that oh okay i'm flying with delta all day just in case okay just in case let me over here like hey girl um, do you still give out the wings to the kids? Is that we do. still a thing? You we do. do. We do. Okay. Well, yes. that's for sure. My son would just love that. He does oh, like yeah. this. He thinks he's an airplane. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I was like, yes, you are. And here's the wing. You want to be a oh. flight attendant? You're hired. Come on, let's pass your baggies out. Let's go. Oh, my give him a bag. That yeah, would have been be fun. With him. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do it. Next time you're in Orlando, you let me know, okay? I will. For, for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, Mama. You good. take care. All right, you too. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. The Catch-Up Time podcast is an original podcast produced and recorded in Orlando, Florida. Remember to subscribe to the Catch-Up Time podcast to get notified each week when new episodes are posted. You can also follow us on Instagram at ketchup underscore time. Thanks again for listening to the Catch-Up Time Podcast.